time for Madison Square Garden. Oh, wait, this is Trisha. I came, by the way. <laughs> Guys, Trisha's here at Madison Square Garden on location with Jeanette and Sean. We're here. We're at MSG. It's the second night, and who knew but three-fourths of the pot are together. And Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody knew, and they played pig. That was kind of cool. They sure did. <laughs> Guys, you're listening to the pod that Jane likes. likes. This is a DMB Society podcast. I got a sister named Jane. And this is the pod that Jane likes. And now, here are your hosts, Jeanette, Trisha, Matt, and Sean. Hi, everyone. Yes, I went to MSG very, very last minute, but we'll discuss that later. Welcome back to episode 17 of the pod that Jane likes. This is Trish. Hi, I'm here with Matt, Jeanette, and Sean. How's everyone tonight? Hi, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hi. Still recovering from MSG? I'm sure. I'm sure. What a weekend. We are. We're coming off a big New York City weekend as the band wrapped up fall tour and wrapped up an epic year at Madison Square Garden. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about later in the episode, everyone's favorite company, Ticketmaster. Mm. So that's our topics for today. Mm. (laughs) But first- Love them. There's a lot of love for Ticketmaster going on right now. (laughs) But first, thank you. Thank you for listening, supporting, engaging, for your likes and comments and DMs. A couple of us have been able to meet some of you listeners on this fall tour, and it's been amazing to meet you. Your support and your love and your warmth means a lot to us. And while we care very much about this band, we care about you too, our listeners. So thank you. And while the band is on break, we'll still be here. And we'd love to hear your suggestions for what you'd like us to talk about. We have some ideas, but we would love to hear yours too. So let's dive in to MSG and what we like to call the opener. Jeanette and Sean, we're on location for this huge weekend in New York City, and I'm going to kick it to Jeanette to start us off. What? Let's let's go night by night. What is your take? Maybe overall, sure. and then what did you think of night one? Sure. Well, first of all, Madison Square Garden was everything I dreamed it would be. No repeats, mm. a lot of surprises, great, great um, meetups and people. And I mean, mm-hmm. Sean and I were overwhelmed at the amount of love that we received at these meetups. Um, you, you were all coming up to us and telling us how much of you listen and how you appreciate the podcast. And, you know, I kept, I was reflecting on this and I kept thinking about how I would record this podcast if nobody listened. So we were extremely humbled and extremely appreciated that you all are listening and we're going to keep doing this as long as we possibly can. But yeah, MSG was fantastic. Yes, um, thank you. Yeah. But show-wise, it was great. I actually upgraded my seat. So I was in a premium seat on the floor. My view was fantastic. Mm. And the band sounded so good. We were not surprised by a When the World Ends opener. but um, Someone actually on this podcast called that as the opener. That's true. Yeah. He called exactly. it by like, really, Trisha, you're going to go to MSG? You're going to fly wow. there to hear When the World Ends open? That's what you said, <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's right. As it turns right. out, both of <laughs> yep. those things were true. <laughs> yep. 
But um, the highlight for me was certainly Lionar Graves. Oh, yeah. one of my favorites it was so good so so good and um yeah I mean what about you Sean what do you think I mean that was definitely my highlight what was yours I've got a couple of them I'll I'll rip through them quickly but you never know will be Ah, a highlight every time I ever hear it perform Mm -hmm. and I you know I think it's a given some of the best lyrics that that Dave has written but it, it just really stood out to me listening to Buddy and Carter and Stefan on that track. I, I thought those three guys were, were really standout. A little bit later in the show, I thought the riff was a standout. I think the riff has been a standout mm-hmm. this entire fall tour. Absolutely. Um, I don't know why it ever went away. I'm so glad it's back. I just think that, that this song fits the current structure of the band really well. I mean, I, so I certainly hope it carries over into 2023. Mm-hmm. The other two songs that jumped out to me, Crush probably jumps out to everybody that is in the arena or at the the amphitheater anytime it's played but more specifically when you get beyond the Rashan solo and the Tim solo there's kind of like this 4 minute piece of music that really just showcases Carter as like the the badass that he is and mm-hmm. and it's incredible it's it's such an incredible piece of music to take in in person and my last standout, th- this isn't something that I thought I would be saying going into recording, but my last standout was Stay. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought Stay was amazing. <laughs> it was. Um, You're right. Not maybe not my favorite before these crowded streets track, but tour debut, possibly my my night one standout. I just thought this version like had an incredible groove to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The expanded horn section with the Stephen Colbert late night band, mm-hmm. um, Luis Cato, who played in the Lion R. Graves that Graves, Jeanette yep, mentioned right. earlier, John Lampley and Luis Fuche. Those three guys just added so much, especially the horns. was recorded uh, or broadcast live on, on the Sirius XM Friday Night Concert series. So if you haven't heard it, I think more than any other track, I, I, this is, I, I don't know if I've ever said a sentence like this before, but I think more than anything, I would recommend going to listen to Stay. I, I just really thought Stay stood out to me. And I think it was my night one highlight. Wow, that's Ooh, awesome. Hot wow. take. Yeah, I, I also need to point out how good Ant's Marching was. Not really a song I would ever be like, oh, Ants Marching was my highlight. But like, not only how as good, as good as they sounded, and again, if you listen to last week, last week's episode, you know I love a horn section. So the added <laughs> horns is always, you know, a highlight for me. But the um, background graphics during Ants Marching was all B-roll of New York City. Oh, and cool. being in New York City and hearing that song and knowing That's like what neat. that song is about and like, 
you know, us ants marching around the city. It yeah. just was like, it really like, I was like, oh, I, this is, this is my band. You know, like it really Aww. was, it really was a moment for me. That's Trisha, awesome. when you saw ants marching on this tour, when you were in Vancouver and other places, was that also the case? Did I see that? Yeah. Do you think that, that <laughs> Trisha was looking at the screens? Do we think I... that in Idaho, there were like there, there was city potatoes, shops. potato shots in the background? <laughs> this is a good question. This if anybody was question. at any other shows, was it footage of New York City or was it footage of the city you were in? Yeah. Oh, that I'd is be interested a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, DM I'm curious. Us. Yeah. DM us at pod that Jane likes on Instagram. Matt, did you listen to the show on Friday? Uh, I caught some of it. I caught some of both nights and uh, I enjoyed what I heard. You know, it was uh, you knew that they were going to do something. You know, there were going to be tour debuts and and some surprises. And so I, I did. You know, I, I liked the Obviously, the you know, they turn up the energy when they're at MSG. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it was everything that it would have been. So I was at home listening to the broadcast and you can hear the roof popping off over the mm-hmm. live stream, you know, over the over the broadcast on XM. And it was hard for someone like me to not be there. You know, I had went to so many shows. I kind of was like attached to this fall tour a little bit, like to not go to the closer, to not be there when there were just, you can hear that energy over that. Mm-hmm. over the airwaves it was really incredible it sounded incredible and then I was just sitting there listening to that line on graves I'm just scrolling next thing I know like there's tears down my face and I and sometimes that song does it to me not like because I like the sound literally moves me mm-hmm. it was such a good version of that so I definitely was having this wait why am I not there I gotta like look up flights and I got to get there. Why wouldn't I there? And then plus our wonderful DMV family are like in my DMs, like, we wish you were here. Come. I felt a lot of love. So, you know, I'm starting to like get antsy. And I did say to Matt, if they do three or more tour debuts, we have to go tonight too. You and sure they did. did, right? They did four. You sure did. There was four. Yep. Yes, they did. Yep. I mean, stay. That's I don't think one. stay should have counted as a tour. Oh, debut. Pl- well, it was. <laughs> and it was <laughs> fun as shit. <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about night two. I, I'll kick us off. I um, Just to take a step back, I want to tell you a little bit about my sister, Marissa. Marissa is my older sister. She's the one that got me in the DMV. She toured heavily bet- um, from 94, 95 until about 2000. And then every day came out and the I did it video came out. And she threw in a towel. She was done. She was like, <laughs> that's it. Has she ever watched yeah. that video? I'm, I'm sure she has. And she was like, what the hell? Right. Um, she didn't know what a love bomb was, clearly. No. She didn't like uh <laughs> space between either, actually, off that album. She was huh. just like not into every day. She got into punk music, Leroy died, like she just wasn't going on tour, and I'm going to all these shows. So she hadn't been in a long time and she never wants to go to a show with me. We had recently <laughs> seen Harry Styles at Madison Square Garden, and I think the fear of Madison Square Garden and the chaos that comes with it was kind of alleviated by going to Harry Styles. So all week she kept texting like what's going on with MSG? Are you going to MSG? And I'm like, yeah, right, Marissa. You want to come to MSG? There's no way. And my younger sister, who has a big fire dancer on her shoulder, was like, I'll go to MSG. So like, here's like this pressure. Like, I just was like, not pressure in a bad way, but like, I could feel myself like getting, dipping it. Yeah. I could feel myself. Especially when it's your, when it's family, it's not even like (laughs) your friends, it's your family. And they're like, that's what I'm Of course. 
like a sister that like got me into it finally wants to go to a show with me like yeah. after all this time so you've never so, been to a show together ever for, well in the beginning uh yeah, okay. the 99 show like 99 okay, got 2000 it. Okay, okay. and then I think we dipped into one in Scranton which she okay. was not happy about she got peed on Oh God! Anyway, I digress. Sound, like, but also sound right, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so it's like ugh. this is her first experience back. She's like, uh, no, right? But like in my mind, she's kind of like number one '90s curmudgeon, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like, so it's about two thirty p.m. I booked a four o'clock flight at two thirty p.m. Landed at six thirty. Walked into the venue at seven fifty with them. Kind of didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I texted you guys. I think when I was mm-hmm. on the plane. Yep. And we had a great sister time, but you know, mind you, there's a lot of chaos. I mean, uh, back about, up just I a little bit. I need to get there on time. You walked yeah. in at 7:50. The band took the stage at 7:54. Yeah. Like, I mean, you like how lucky is that? Like, you literally just made it because the night before they took the stage at like 7:47. Yeah, because there was a recording. They yep. must have been yeah. tracking your flight. I mean, that's the I only explanation. So. I mean, I was feeling so much of this energy. Like, I can't wait to go. We're going to be late. I don't want to miss the opener in case it's a good one. But also with the sheer fear that they're going to play songs that were not going to appease my sister. Mm. Like the reason why she didn't go, like she was looking at the more the set list and she's just like, I'm not going on this. I don't really need to go to like, this is how she felt. So right. to get, like, I feel like the day of God's delivered, like Rapunzel, 41, say goodbye, warehouse, uh, best of what's around pig, two step, like that is amazing to take my sister to a concert with that set list. Like in sure. the middle, she was like, I don't know what took me so long to come to these shows with you. And then she's like, oh, right. Because they're not playing the set list. <laughs> that is what she was feeling. But so my, my overall viewpoint was just like, I was really happy. I was there and uh, my sister had an amazing time. She literally had goosebumps on her arm. I like, felt them. And I was like, oh, so she's what back. Is- amazing. So Basically, this was, you, you had, you had hinted at that a little bit. And you had uh, also said that this was her first show without Boyd or Roy. Is that right? Right. Other yeah. than the Scranton P dip, if you want to call it that. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. what was what was her feeling? That's a big change. I mean, her big change. Honestly, though, like she's very much like that was my that was like she has a she has a DMB favorites list. But maybe there's like 15 songs on it and six of them were played. Like, oh, so wow. she felt like, you know, like yep. she got taken to care of. She wanted to hear. She was yeah. taken care of. She was right. taken care of. Thank God. Thank you, Dave, because that could have been ugly. That could have been a lot worse. Sure. Given what they were playing all fall tour. Right. That could have been yeah. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you guys think? Well, I mean, what, what could you say about the start of that show? You know, it was just a, a pretty incredible start. Believe it or not, the first time ever that Rapunzel, 41, and Pig have been played in consecutive order. Wow. Oh, n- wow. Never, never happened before. And mm. obviously, those are songs that are played frequently, even more kind of not more crazy, but Rapunzel as a, as a standalone opener also super unique. It, it opened a bunch of shows from 98 until 2010. But since 2010, Rapunzel's opened a total of five shows. So on wow. its own, it's a really rare thing to see open any show in the last 12 years. And then you follow it up with 41 and Pig. And now you're talking about something that has never happened before in the history mm-hmm. of the band. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's solid. It was, and it was a, the whole, that whole three song run was such a solid, I mean, and then what did that follow that so much to say? 
Yeah. So we, I mean, it, we went, yeah. uh, these are, this is a, pick, these are so classics. Yeah, yeah. These are classics, you know, like, so yeah, that's a greatest that's hits. solid. Greatest hits. Exactly. The nineties. Yeah. The nineties. Um, you're a nostalgia band, Matt. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that two step, I mean, it's, it's a very, you know, I'm not going to say it's the best two step I ever heard, but I'm telling you like it was good. the joy, uh-huh. the joy, like people were just, uh, it was incredible. Um, I know that not everybody fancies a don't drink the water closer, but I did. Yeah, Big I mean, surprise. Was, <laughs> I need a minute version to, to take that in. Don't drink the water, but I still love that song and it is what it is. I don't yeah. know how I feel about it closing a tour, but I think we tried, we actually kind of figured out that because this week is Thanksgiving, that maybe he was, it was a message. And so it was a message, a reminder. That feel, yeah, that feels very, I'm, I'm okay with that. My, my uh, friend Amy, who's sitting with me, pointed it out. She's like, oh, Thanksgiving. Because, you know, we were expecting Christmas song. And sure. the yeah. city was ready for Christmas. I mean, everything's being decorated. It was, I felt the Christmas spirit. So I was like, we're getting some Christmas song. Yeah. But I'll take Don't Drink the Water. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. How about we didn't get that aura last stop? No, I had a, I kind of had a feeling we weren't going to get last stop, to be honest. I felt yeah. like that was like, that was last year's moment. I didn't, you know, I did right. think we would get a Halloween though. I really thought once they came out and did pay for what you get, that they were going to pull out, they were pulling out the SPAC encore. I really did. So don't drink the water just kind of shocked me. Did you look for the confetti cannons? Were they anywhere I, I to be sure did. <laughs> I brought my own, actually. <sighs> I was really happy with that pay for what you get. I'm glad. Oh, to me too. That, I, yeah. that was a treat. That was a real and treat. And it wasn't on the set list. So I, I, I do love a quick surprise like that, that like, you know, who knows? Like somebody backstage is like, let's probably pay for what you get. You know, I, I think that's great. Oh, live, yeah. live right here, right now. I have something to ask you guys about that. Actually, oh. I had mentioned it to Jeanette randomly yesterday, but the last few shows or the last couple shows, I think it was on the physical set list for the E1 spot, there was a question mark. And then, you know, don't drink or whatever, whatever they close with the night before. And I don't ever remember seeing question marks on the set list. It's usually solo for Dave Solo and Dave will go out there right. with his guitar and just pick, you know, like Rye Whiskey or Virginia which, and the Rain. Which night or one was and he came out for some devil. Right, mm-hmm. right. And but I've never seen I don't I, at least I don't recall ever seeing this question mark on there. And I thought that that was really, really interesting. You've even seen it in the past where there have been like two or three songs with like slashes in between them. And like the band will go out and just however right. they're feeling, pick they'll yep. pick one. Exactly. But they all have an idea of what might be going on. But I just thought that was really interesting. And I don't know if anybody has any insight on that, whether it's here or, you know, reach out to us if you've if you have seen that before. But I just I just didn't recall it ever seeing it like that. So and it, it, even if you go back to Jeff Coffin on his post, he puts up Dave's handwriting, you know, Dave's handwriting and yeah. Dave wrote question wrote marks because they mark, just right. throw that into whatever, you know, computer thing they have to generate. I almost love that more. I almost yeah, love it. Totally. It's cool. Like, cool. Yeah. Like a, whatever I feel like. I'm An air of mystery. In that moment. Yeah. But also if you yeah. go back to our, <laughs> our SPAC episode, I feel like didn't, didn't we discuss this then too, but like, what was it if that was on the set list and, but it was not pay for what you get. And remember, because like we, we thought maybe they didn't want them. They didn't want it to get out that they were playing pay for what you get. Oh, oh yeah. right. so confused because yeah. you're so like, it sounded so good. There's no way they didn't rehearse it. Yeah, right. So the second night of SPAC simply says solo on the uh, set. Yeah. Solo 
too much fake Halloween is what's on the written set list. Okay. So, yeah, I wonder if it was like the same thing. Like they didn't want, they wanted uh, to be us to be surprised with people what you get again. I mean, I, not much of a surprise. We've heard it a few times over the summer. So it wasn't like a liberation, you know, yep. but yep. still wondering if maybe that's why, like they just don't like to put it on there because they want, they want to add that element of surprise. And mm-hmm. I think it was, where was it? Date Was it um, the Dayton show? Two show that that was the last show before MSG, the Nutter right? Center, yeah. The Nutter <laughs> Center, I believe there was a question mark also. Ah, what did he play? What was that encore? Sean, do you have that in front of you? I yeah, have to look so up the, the times. Um, <laughs> the Nutter Center encore was Rye Whiskey Ants, oh, okay. and uh, Matt's right, it, it was a question mark, but it was question mark two step, and then that oh. all got changed around to Rye Whiskey Ants, so hmm. kind of. You know, very, like very See, different yeah. thing. I like when they're free. Yeah. <laughs> well, any other comments on MSG? I, I want to add or, or get Jeanette's opinion because we got back-to-back nights of an expanded horn section. We got the we late night horn section on Friday. And then on night two, we get first Lenny Pickett came out for Steady As You Go. And, and anybody that's ever watched SNL, I feel like his sax sound is so distinct. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like you can kind of pick his sound out. Exactly. Anywhere. Yep. But we got the expanded horn section. They stayed out there for Shake Me, maybe the most similar to the album version of Shake Me I've ever heard. Yeah, sound-wise and time-wise, it was 10 seconds shorter, actually, than the album version. So pretty much spot-on to that album version. Jeanette, you're you're kind of our expanded horn section expert. What did you think about (laughs) Night 2's horn section? I I actually really enjoyed Shaking Me Like a Monkey. That's not what I expected them to play, but like it made total sense once Mm. they, you know, like who, who better to play that that horn part with this band, right? Um, and then they they stayed out for Jimmy, right? They did. Yes, yeah. They and did. um, and hey, listen, I didn't go get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna ask, but I did go get a drink. But I, <laughs> I think I might have even texted you guys. I'm 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 going out to get a sandwich, and by sandwich, I mean White Claw. That's oh, yeah, right. You did say, say that. that. <laughs> but I was my you know I was on the floor again, so it was pretty easy to get in and out of my seat. So I was back way before the horn section <laughs> went off. So like I, I and I knew that was gonna happen. I knew that they were gonna like give me a show. So I was like, I got I do have to get back. Like I don't have time to get uh, yeah. a sandwich. Like I yeah. only have time for a drink. So. I did get back there, but it was, they, they were incredible. That was, a, that was a really cool guest to have. I've been a, a cool. avid Saturday Night Live fan for my whole entire life. Like, I mean, since I was in the fifth grade, I've been obsessed with SNL. So like, that mm. was really, really, really cool guest to have and to be able to see. It's very elite. Yes. Good times. Can I, can like I just add, man. can, can we, you know, can we make Dave Matthews band at Madison Square Garden in November, December. Can that just be an annual thing? I, uh, they, I please. they sound fantastic in that building. 
New York City is just such a magical place this time of yeah. year. Like, mm -hmm. I just want that to be like this thing that we, you, you know, you could look forward to the gorge every year at, mm -hmm. uh, for Labor yeah. Day weekend. And, mm -hmm. you know, Dave Matthews Band, Madison Square Garden this time of year. Let's let's just make that a thing. OK, I'm in. let's Sign tell the people. We all know that this people. band doesn't do business like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we got it two years in a row. So true. You know. I know. I'm just saying. They probably love it too. Well, I mean, Fish does it every single year. Fish does it. Fish so, does their New Year's run. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if we could get something like that, that would. Can we get a residency like Billy Joel? I was going to yeah, say right? once a month. <laughs> once a month. I love it. Well, I guess the moral of this story is don't sleep on MSG. And I did sleep on MSG. And I'll tell you why. It all started because Warehouse shut me out of tickets and I got pissed. And then I had to use Ticketmaster. And, you know, this is the this is a good segue into our next topic, because there's a lot of chatter around the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster. You know, there's just a lot of talk about it. So let's talk about it. Let's let's jam about Ticketmaster. So listen, getting tickets is like the most stressful thing in the world anymore. I think we all know that as d, &D mm -hmm. fans. Thank you, Swifties, for bringing it to people's attention. But we have been kind of saying this for a long time. I'm going to kick it to Matt. Tell us what what went on with the Taylor Swift fiasco. Oof. What didn't go on with the Taylor Swift fiasco? Right. <laughs> well, for anybody who is who has been going to concerts for a while, Ticketmaster has sort of gone through many iterations of how you would get tickets. So I remember when I was in high school, uh, I would go to Filene's in nearby Belmont, Massachusetts, yeah. and I would stand <laughs> in line outside and um, would hopefully get tickets and they would print out and you'd be like, all right, this is where I'm sitting and there's nothing I can do about it. There were definitely some DMV shows early on that that's how I got my tickets. Then when, you know, computer, internet, everything sort of figured itself out and everybody had access, you'd log in at like right at 10 o'clock, you'd put in the amount of tickets you wanted, you'd hit, you'd hit the button, and then hopefully mm -hmm. it would bring you back tickets, but there were no maps, there was no nothing, it was right. again, just sort of like, it's like whatever you got, the tickets you got. Getting, right. Yep. And so we're, we're well past that at this point. And now Ticketmaster has started to do what is called the verified pre-sale for fans and they're reasoning behind this is so that only true fans can get Dave Matthews band or Taylor Swift tickets or whatever else here, you know, you're looking to get dead and company, Bruce Springsteen, whatever right. it is. And so you have to register. They send you a passcode. That passcode only works with your login on one device at one time to get in to buy tickets. And it all sounds good on the, you know, on the outside, you should be able to control the amount of people that are coming in looking for tickets and, you know, make sure that everyone leaves fairly satisfied. This did not happen with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift did have a verified presale, but Ticketmaster could not handle the demand for the amount of people who logged in to try to get tickets. I think Jeanette, you were saying that they expect 40% of codes or something to be right. used and they, yep. it was pretty much a hundred percent of codes that were used. Like literally every code wow. that was given out was used. Yeah. And Taylor hasn't been on tour, I think since 2016. So, you know, the demands there, yeah. you know, she's playing multiple shows in pretty much every city that she's hitting. 
But even still, you know, a friend of mine that uh, is a big Taylor Swift fan, I know she was only given her verified pre-sale code for one show of the three that, you know, in Foxborough. So she's in there trying to get it along with everybody else. And everybody is waiting and waiting as all of these tickets are starting to dwindle down. Now, that's how it usually works in our DMB world. You know, you sit in this stupid waiting room, uh, you know, on Ticketmaster if you get shut out by a warehouse and, you know, you just wait for, you know, hopefully to get in before the tickets are gone. Well, two things happened with Taylor Swift in addition to that. Number one is she did not elect to turn off dynamic pricing. So her tickets started at X amount of dollars. And as some of those were sold, it would trigger the next tier of tickets in the same section to then cost, you know, X amount of times more and so on and so on until there were only wow. you know, two, two tickets left in a section. And, you know, those were an, uh, 3X, 4X, whatever it was, what the original tickets in that section sold for. If you got in early enough, you you know you'd get that price. And then the other thing that that I really had a hard time believing, but is true, is that there were VIP packages. Now, if you've been a Dave Matthews Band fan for a while and a warehouse member, you know that a DMB VIP package is money well spent. You're insured a great seat. You're insured a poster, which is huge because you know you might get super lucky and it's something that it, you know there's so much demand for that you don't have to wait in line, etc. Um, and they give you a couple of other gifts and things like that. And parking. Um, Parking, right? Parking. From your parking. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. That's huge. It's some um, venues. So very, you know, money well spent and you know, a great option as a as a fan. Now with Taylor's VIP, she did not announce ahead of time what her VIP packages were gonna be. So people were sitting in this waiting room trying to get in to buy tickets. They got in. And, you know, you're you're in a time crunch. Tickets are disappearing. You see that a VIP package is available and you buy it and you have no idea what you're buying. And mm. all of these things, you know, mixed together and really created just this chaotic time for all of these people who are trying to get tickets. And so many of them got shut out. And I think the thing that we wanted to talk about here is just, you know, what's everybody's feeling on this, but also... A lot of people go at the warehouse for shutting them out of tickets. I've been a warehouse member since blah, blah, blah. And I didn't get MSG or I didn't get the Gorge or I didn't get Alpine or whatever. There is certainly demand still for Dave Matthews band tickets in certain, you know, in certain places, certain places sell way better than others. We saw that on this tour, you know, with like Vancouver barely selling any tickets versus MSG where both nights were sellouts and, you know, people were paying crazy money to get in even up to the last minute reference whatever Trisha paid, I'm sure was above face value for, uh, no. for her ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but in reality, the warehouse, I think is doing a fairly decent job. I think there's certainly still things that they can improve upon. I've been a member since 2001 and I always get the same seats wherever I go, which is like, you know, in Mansfield, which is technically my home venue, I'm always like five or six rows up in the second section. I've never been put in the front part of the amphitheater, which has always been, you know, it's always been kind of a thorn in my side. I've, you know, I've been seeing this band for how many years at my home Mm -hmm. venue. And I, you know, I'm a member of your fan club since 2001, but that aside, you know, I think they do a pretty good job otherwise with distributing tickets and doing instant ticketing and the way that they handle the VIP packages and the way that they have the lottery and, you know, how you can, you know, select, your show that you are going to favor more than all of the other shows. So we, we just wanted to have sort of a brainstorming 
open chat about this because we all know how much Ticketmaster sucks, but you know, maybe we should lay off the warehouse a little bit on, you know, how they're handling tickets. Cause it really is in a lot yeah. of ways, uh, you know, could be a much worse experience for, you know, for a lot of us. Quick question. I'm just curious how much are Taylor Swift tickets going for like during that, when it, the dynamic pricing, like, what did you see? I don't know exactly, but I know a friend of a friend who ended up buying tickets at Gillette behind the stage and paid almost $400. I believe it was a result of dynamic pricing, but I'm guessing (laughs) that for an average ticket in based on, you know, other people and other bands, you know, I'm guessing like they started at 200, 250, something like that. And just went up from there. Um, And now I don't know if you guys saw there was on some resale site, somebody had listed a pair of tickets in like a VIP thing for like $95,000. Yeah. Oh my I've seen, that, I've seen that more than once at, at every venue. There's at least a few that are selling for 48,000, yeah. 16,000, wow. 20. There's no rhyme or reason. It's just in the, the tens of thousands of dollars. Like there's no rhyme or reason behind it. Like it's just insane to me. And then, okay. you know, and then I saw, I saw a TikTok where these, th- where this couple was trying to get tickets. They weren't, you could tell that they weren't people who like, know how Ticketmaster works and like clearly don't buy tickets a lot. And they just like clicked and took the first ticket, first three ticket, they needed three, took the first three tickets they got. And it was $3,000, which means that they each paid a thousand dollars for their seat. Mm. And I don't know if it was like, they didn't even know if this was VIP. They just like first tickets they got and that, and and they paid it. And that's the thing too. People are paying it. So it's like, yeah, it's not helpful either because that's not helpful. Right. Did they end up having a public sale? No. Nope. The public sale Very went important. away because they had Good no question. they had no ticket inventory left. There was also a wow. Capital One pre-sale, <clears throat> which was like two days later, and it was just as chaotic. Mm-hmm. You had so to if have you went on Ticketmaster right now, what yeah. would you what would you see? Probably verified resale. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that they may have turned that off for some reason on oh. Ticketmaster, but Ticketmaster is own StubHub, so you can just pop over there, go on there, grab your tickets. Right. Right. I think I think as it relates to DMB fans, I think lots of people have opinions on how the warehouse handles their lottery. Lots of people have opinions on how they handle their seat assignments. You know, we, we could go on and on and on and talk about how that has changed over time and how we all believe that that should be handled. But I do think at the end of the day, it boils down to as DMB fans at least we have a chance yeah. to not have to go through Ticketmaster. I mean, Ticketmaster's exactly. obviously, the, Ticketmaster has been a nightmare long before this, and, and that's why they're kind of all over the news. The Taylor Swift stuff, obviously, but now Congress is going to be holding uh, hearings to, to talk about how Ticketmaster is handling their sales. At least as DMB fans, at least there's a chance, you got to get lucky, but at least there's a chance that you can kind of circumvent that and yep. not have to deal with Ticketmaster because it's a nightmare. Right. I, you know, yes. Can warehouse do a better job of this? Yes. But like somebody has got to get those other seats too. You know what I mean? And like warehouse gets yep. an allotted amount of tickets for each venue and, and they're going to give out what they can. Right. And, but I would never get rid of my warehouse membership. And there's two mm-hmm. reasons. One okay. is spec. Two is Madison square mm-hmm. garden. And mm-hmm. I, th- because of the shit show that is Ticketmaster, those two venues, for some reason, are just a nightmare on Ticketmaster, yeah. as we can see. 
And so even if you don't, even if you get, at least you have a chance with warehouse, at least you have a chance or your friend does, and you can like trade with somebody else who's gotten warehouse tickets, or there's, there's at least we have that option. Fans of other bands and fans of other artists don't even have that. In fact, you could have a verified sale code for Taylor Swift, but so could Joe Schmo from Idaho, who's not a Taylor Swift fan. You yeah. know, we're, there's not many people who have a warehouse membership that aren't DMB fans. So right. there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a difference there. Like anybody could have gotten a verified code. You don't have to, you don't have to confirm you were a Taylor Swift fan. You didn't have to prove, you know, you didn't have to like, you know, perform some lyric to prove you were a Taylor Swift fan to yeah. get a code. So how, do, how are you a verified fan? That makes absolutely no sense. Well, it's a good yeah, point I, in that too. And and Warehouse does a good job of cracking down on people who are warehouse yeah, members who get right. tickets and try to flip them if there's like, you know, if there's a message board or somebody sees them on, yep. you know, a And a they really site. do. I have a friend who buys, well, not so much anymore, but he used to buy almost, I mean, 75% of the, of the tour. Because he was going, not because he was trying to resell them, but because that looked fishy, he can no longer get his tickets mailed to him. He has to pick them up at we'll call every single show. So they really do crack down on that. Like, because they're just convinced he's, and he's not, he is at every single yeah. show and he picks those tickets up and they still won't take them off the will call list. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, Warehouse really, they really do not want the, these tickets scalped. If they find out you did it, they will find who, what ticket that, what membership that ticket belongs to, and yep. you will be kicked out. Yep. Yeah. And I think that the message boards are another aspect yeah. of this, right? So right. if you, when the summer tour dates get announced, for example, because that's the big tour, you know, if you, you have your eye set on a couple of different shows, you have options. You can put in a request through the warehouse. If you're lucky, you get tickets through the warehouse. If not, you can take your luck in going through Ticketmaster. But being a warehouse member, you also have the ability to hop on the message boards and try to purchase tickets that way. You know, those those tickets, as everyone's kind of correctly saying, you know, those are tickets that are sold at face value or resold at face value. So at least the warehouse, by a few different avenues, are giving you options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's far from a perfect system, but at least right. options exist. Whereas fans of other bands. You have you have one choice: take it or leave it. How badly do you want to see this band? Yeah, right. Wow. I mean, you really convinced me to not shit on the warehouse anymore. After this. <laughs> like, if I had to go through with Taylor Swift, go through, I'd freak out. I would. Yeah, I well, would an- freak out. Another thing that uh, that is kind of interesting, I think a lot of it has to do with the Taylor fan base. So, uh, I'm a huge Springsteen fan, and Bruce is coming to Boston in March and is playing one show, one night at the Garden. He's also playing one night at Mohegan and they did the same thing, verified pre-sale, <clears> et cetera. <throat> I was not picked. I was not even told that I was a verified fan. I didn't even get a chance to try to attempt to buy tickets. <laughs> Obviously the tickets went immediately. And now cheapest ticket to see Bruce at the garden in Boston is like three fifty dollars to $400 to sit behind the stage, last row balcony. You know, this has been going on for a long time. It's a problem. Uh, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I think what we can take away here is that, you know, maybe we should ease off a warehouse a little bit and appreciate the fact that we have something. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, I, mean, I think my... another lesson is don't mess with Swifties. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. true too. <laughs> my big takeaway is not to get political, but Ticketmaster is a monopoly and yep. warehouse, to your point, Sean, like the boards, 
and like the community in itself, like you can get tickets through each right. other. Like the power exactly. of the people, the power exactly. of the people yeah. is what is, is why we can get tickets as DMB fans. Well, it's, yes. it's, it's why like, I'm also like dead against buying from scalpers and buying from brokers. You do, you're just giving them more power to do it. So it's like, right. I, I love that we have a community that we can, you know, and it's not, they're not just the warehouse boards. There's communities on Facebook, yep. there's communities on kids, yep. cash or trade, trade, like yeah. shout out to tra- cash or trade. Cause that's an amazing site to get trade, buy tickets on, sell tickets on. Yeah. So that needs to be broken up. And I think Swifties are going to help us take it down. There's a lot of petitions yeah. going on. Like you said, Congress is looking at it. So like, I mean, yeah. if we knew sooner, I, we would have got, we could have gotten the Swifties on this a while ago. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, the, I remember. I think <laughs> ahead, the moral John. of this story might be just keep paying your warehouse dues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, they sent me, they sent me the 20, Jeanette, I'm sure you got the poster, the 20 year poster. Did you get yes, that? Yes, I did. Yep. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that's like, I'll take it. And they, they sent the ticket binder also. Mm-hmm. I got a 15 few years, years ago. 15 years, you get the ticket binder. Yep. So they do stuff that those are like, yeah. you know, that's like a little hat tip to the, uh, you know, to the senior members, which is, which is cool, which is great. Cool. Again, and I, th- I think they could do a little bit more to take care of sure. us, but like, where's our warehouse only show? Yeah. Ooh. Where's well, our, where's, where's our right? 15, where's our 15 or 20 year plus warehouse show? Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're that putting the idea cool. out there. We don't know who's listening. Yeah. That would be awesome. And you don't know your- what's coming. You're right. I heard you just say like that Dave and Carter during, yeah. during the pandemic, like that was a warehouse, that was for the we're only warehouse members. And, that, that and was it was fantastic. incredible. Yeah. That was a gift. Incredible, incredible sure. is like somehow an understatement for how yeah. cool that yes. Dave and Carter session was. That was just, I mean, what a gift in that time, Oh my! God. how we needed it so bad. That was so great. Well, to wrap up this subject of tickets, I could feel my anxiety. Um, <laughs> Is that we have to take down Ticketmaster, and so if you see petitions, yeah. or you can you can act on it between now and next summer, like let's let's join the Swifties, DM beers. I am let's in. go back to Philene's, huh? But, let's yeah, do it. I would. I would <laughs> gladly stand. <laughs> I would gladly stand online for tickets again. Gladly. Aww. I mean, if a box office for a specific venue is open at the time tickets go on sale, you potentially could go line up at that venue and get those tickets. I just think oh. the box office has to be open and yeah. no box offices are uh, open at 10 a.m. anymore. So right. it's like, let's test challenge. it next year. Let's just do on it. A week, oh, I'll on go a stand right. at I guess Madison it's on Square a, Garden. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go stand at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I would do that. For sure. Well, awesome. So tour is over. Where are we going? I don't know. Let's talk about it. So I guess none of us are going anywhere, although Mr. David J will be uh, doing another performance he announced in the 28th, I believe, for in Atlanta. Did I say that already? Yeah. yeah for for Raphael and Rock, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be cool. So we do get a little Dave right after Thanksgiving. And then I guess that's it till Mexico. That is yeah. 85 days, 85 days till Mexico, guys. Um, the only rumblings that I think anybody has heard about is there there's some rumblings about a Super Bowl show 
uh, that I think could potentially have legs. Uh, this is just this is reading some of the message boards and creeping around in a couple places. If you remember, the first show without Boyd was mm-hmm. a few years ago when they had that abrupt announcement for the Super Bowl show. Right. And um, so that was the last. There, there is precedence here that the band has done that. And they did play, if I remember correctly, maybe like 2012 or something. They also did like some sort of football Super Bowl yeah, kind of NCAA. show. I think it was the national championship. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds right. That sounds right. So there is precedence of like DMB playing football related things. So yep. we'll see. I could totally see that, especially because they did announce the first summer tour date. A while back, which I don't think we talked about, which is the Innings Festival. Oh, yeah, that's right. In Tampa. Oh. Down in yep. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. So yeah. that is cool. You know, we know that, you know, there'll be plenty of, I think, shows that get announced and plenty of shows to see when we're not seeing Dead and Company all summer. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. I think they'll get be on shows. the bus. Get on the bus. Get on the bus, baby. Also, I, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get an album announcement soon. Who knows? Ooh. Who knows? I mean, knows? we've been saying this since we started recording guys so right can, can uh, we just take a minute to acknowledge the fact that maybe we don't have any full band shows coming up but you know this band matt had mentioned how long it's been since people have gotten to see taylor swift you know we're i feel sometimes like we're a really spoiled fan base because right. this band that we follow around everywhere has essentially been on the road almost non-stop from the mm-hmm. beginning of may until like late-ish November. Uh, there were a couple tiny breaks in there, but they basically have been most places in the country, outside of the country, kind of nonstop from May until November. And they do this every year, just about every year. Pretty incredible 30 plus years in. And this, this it's right. kind of like a spoiler riches. Yeah, we're also in the middle of a pandemic still. Yeah. So, and I mean, they're still out there with all the challenges that that brings they're still doing mm. it and to bring it's this back like to a, a timely yeah, timely recording sean <laughs> would you say that you're thankful for dave matthews band and everything that goes with it oh. mm. i am i am most thankful yes gather around the table and, and mm-hmm. give thanks that uh that we have a band that just kind of does the most right they hit the road, they tour, they speak their mind about things that they believe in. And, you know, it's it's just really easy to kind of get sucked into the universe that this band occupies because of all of those things. It's almost like they love us and they can't stop. Exactly. Can't you stop. know, Jeanette told me that once, like, I love a band who loves me back. And it's mm. true. Okay. They're like a junkie for us, baby. Oh. And I'm a junkie for <laughs> them. Oh, me no, too. This is all going so well. This is going so, going so well. So well. You know, we're all having this moment here. You had, had to bring Can't Stop back into the. You're just, you're freeing the beast that's inside of me right yes. now. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I love them. I love them so much. Anything uh, announcements on our end? I think that we do have an announcement. Who wants to break it? We're going to continue our sticker line that mm. we, we released our Dave sticker not too long ago, sold out in a matter of hours, which is great. Thank you so much to everybody who bought a sticker. And we saw for you this weekend at Madison Square Garden. Yes. We did. Yes, we that's did. so awesome. So we have a Carter, which we are going to debut very soon. We'll show you on social media what it's going to look like. And uh, our on sale will be soon. And following that up, we will 
we're also going to roll out some other fun merch items for for everybody so stay tuned to all social media for that yes awesome. well thank you everyone it's been fun what a fun fun year this was the year and tour that we started a podcast and life's good i'm grateful me too happy thanksgiving happy Happy thanksgiving Thanksgiving. thankful for you guys (laughs) even though you quote can't stop at the worst possible moment (laughs) (laughs) i'm a junkie for you guys too yeah i'm a junkie for you (laughs) are you the beast inside of me (laughs) happy thanksgiving everyone bye